sideline. Direct snap. Henry. Jump pass. Oh, trickery. Corey Davis. Touchdown, Tennessee. The razzle-dazzle for the Titans. Just an incredible play selection by Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator. The execution by Henry. Look at that soft toss up over the top to Davis in the back of the end zone, beating Earl Thomas. Derrick Henry just pulled a Tebow. And he's done it before. He did this in high school. Hello, one and all, and welcome to this week's uh, episode of the Transatlantic Titans podcast. I'd like to thank everyone who uh, is listening today. And for anyone who's been listening to us all season, thank you for all the support you've shown us. Anyone who has been listening will notice this doesn't sound like Adam, and that'd be correct. It's myself, Miles, this week hosting. So I would like to apologize for the lack of professionalism that you'll be used to, but I can hopefully counter that with much more positivity. Um, if you are new this week, I would like to also mention that we are actually on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you search Transatlantic TN, you'll be able to find all our posts and highs and lows throughout the week, and we are posting on, their regular, uh, on a regular basis. So yeah, I'd strongly advise uh, getting on that. So without further ado, we've got a super positive, happy podcast to talk about this week. We have a huge win to talk about. And joining me this week, I'm joined by Harry, Neil, uh, hopefully soon Brian, and then our new American resident, uh, Greg. Uh, how are you feeling, Greg? Are we back to UK timing and no jet lag, hopefully? No, fully back in the swing of it now. Um, it was a struggle earlier in the week, I won't lie. I landed at 6 a.m. on Monday morning and was in at work for 9 o'clock, which was pretty, uh, pretty depressing. But nothing, nothing, uh, nothing could take me down from that adrenaline high of uh, of Saturday night. So luckily, that got me through the early part of the week. Yeah, and I think we were all super jealous of uh, seeing all your posts out there. But um, I mean, the experience alone must just be, yeah, unbelievable. We're all extremely jealous of you, but. Without further ado then, guys, we'll, we'll, we'll kick in and straight away mention that we had a victory at the weekend for anyone who didn't know. Where have you been? We have defeated the Patriots and Ravens in back-to-back games. So, I mean, there's a lot of high points to uh, take into the game, a lot of individual merits that I'm sure we'll go through. But does anyone have any sort of immediate thoughts about, yeah, the, the game itself? I mean, for, for me, it was probably the most nervous I've ever been going into a to a game apart from probably the first one where I went to uh, um, at Nissan this year against the Chargers I was I mean I was a ball of nerves the whole whole day um, I couldn't really think straight um, I had my staff party that night as well and I, I was like so dedicated to get back for 12 to watch all the build up and stuff like that um, yeah I was just going into the game I, I didn't really expect much but then throughout the game as soon as we built build ourselves into it and, and start making the moves and we have players that I never really expected to step up step up um, it, uh, I just I still find it really difficult to put into words that we're in the AFC Championship and it makes no sense to me as a Titans fan who started supporting around about the same time as we were looking to draft a quarterback and really struggling and um, it's been a, a great ride and like you said earlier thanks thanks so much for the support and stuff this year with the podcast i think we probably couldn't have timed this better if we tried um to go on this this ride and be 
be pumping up a playoff push. Um, and hopefully we get the result this weekend against the Chiefs. But yeah, it was a it was just a class game where uh, stamina played a part as well for, for a watcher in the UK trying to stay up till 5am. Uh, but no, it was class. Loved it. It was uh, it was a really unbelievable weekend because I went to the Pats game the week before and I wasn't confident in respect of I didn't think right yeah we're just going to walk these over but you know, I did kind of fancy us I thought we got a really good chance I walked away from that game on a on a massive high um, and I thought yeah, that, that we'd literally just defrauded uh, you know a dynasty is is ended and that's that's down to us and. And I thought nothing, nothing's going to beat this for for a while. That's for sure. Walked into Baltimore, kind of expecting nothing. But if yeah, I'll be honest. I thought we could could have been on a hiding to nothing. I thought it was one of those games where if Lamar Jackson really did get going and we struggled offensively. You know, it could have been anything. To watching us just dismantle them from from pretty much beginning to end. We it just. It was actually stunning to watch, and, and there was there was a few occasions where I looked over to to my wife Yessi and just sort of looked at her and just thought, "Is this actually happening? Is this this is looking at the scoreboard? It's twenty eight six in the in the third quarter or the end of the third quarter, and it's like this is actually happening. This is this is absolutely just mad." Um, it was yeah. I didn't think the Pats game was going to be topped. Certainly not for a while. Uh, it only took a week for it to be topped because there was nothing better than the performance that we put in from from beginning to end on both sides of the ball. Um, massive uh, stops on fourth down, uh, massive turnovers, interception by Bayard, fumble, you know, just massive moments that all kind of went in our favour, and we were just smart on offense. We didn't do, we didn't have to do a great deal because they gave us opportunities. Um, yeah, the, following the intercept, I think it was following the interception. I think it was a barred interception. It's the first play. Arthur Smith, deep ball to Raymond, and it's we're, we're all just in awe. And, and everyone around me, all the all the Baltimore fans that are around, were just absolutely stunned and shell shocked. And uh, and they were loud to start with as well. And our first, I think, it was our first drive where uh, came to kind of nothing in the end. They were loud. I've never been in a stadium that is that was as loud as it was. I mean, the, the floor was literally shaking. Um, but that soon soon stopped, and it was just one hell of a game, hell of an experience, and one that I uh, will definitely never forget. Yeah, it's just a, an unbelievable feeling. I mean, what what have we done? We, we've we beat a Patriots team who, yeah, they've got a decline in offense, and the defense didn't play as well in the second half of the season. But they know how to win playoff games. They were on their own patch against the number six seed. We blew that out of the water. And then we've been to Baltimore, 14-2, and 12-game winning streak, averaging 30-odd points a game. Did you ever think that you'd hear Iron Eagle say the Titans are pouring it on? Because at one point in the second half, when we were 28-6 in front, he did say that, and I just could not believe what I was seeing. It was just a, a, an amazing performance. And what's been even more pleasing this week is the people in the media scrambling around to find takes where... Oh, honestly, I really did think the Titans were good um, because nobody did and nobody really is claiming that the Titans were ever going to do this or get this far. Um, And now they're all confused because their dream Chiefs-Ravens AFC Championship matchup is gone. It's gone to dust. Uh, And I'm afraid you'll be watching the Titans in the AFC Championship game on Sunday coming. 
Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. And I mean, I agree with what you're saying online, where you're not. Now there's quotes of people jumping on bandwagons, but if we're perfectly honest, there was there was no love early on in the season. And granted, when we started two and four, you weren't expecting it. But hopefully, like you said, we're just going to fly through it. Now I'm not going to ever say that I was the only person to say that we'll go to the Super Bowl because a lot of the time I think I was just a bit of false hope and trying to spread some positivity. But we're doing it. We're flying. So uh. Long may continue into this Sunday, but just before we jump into uh, some talk about some of them offensive players, especially uh, King Henry, uh, following from what you were saying, Greg, I did actually write down how um, we went about scoring our touchdowns, and it went from a, a Bayard interception, and the next play was a Johnny Smith touchdown, and then it was a turnover on fourth down, straight away it was a Raymond touchdown, next play, second half, turnover, Laundry stops on fourth down, straight away, Henry with his loop-de-loop touchdown, and then fumble from Casey, very next play, touchdown Tannehill. Now, if there's anything that's going to shut a crowd up or quiet them down, it's a, a negative followed by an extra negative. And I'm sure, Greg, you can emphasise how it must have just been like a double blow both times every time it happened. It was one one bad thing for the Ravens and then straight away another one. And surely that's getting the team down. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is a hell of a talent. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But all he had, or the only success that he was having on Saturday night was what he was doing with his legs. He, he the coverage was was immense and you have to give shout outs to you know to players like you know Tremaine Brock for example who I wrote off weeks ago and said just cut the guy cuz he was useless against I think it was the Raiders. He came in first game and looked looked so far off the pace that I was like yeah that guy's not going to last. But he came in making massive plays. Victoria Jackson's come back from 3 or 4 weeks off and again made big plays. They didn't have anything on offense, apart from Lamar Jackson's legs, I mean Ingram had obviously injury problems with his calf or whatever it was. You know he was not getting anywhere near the number of snaps that he probably would have expected him to. But I think the big thing with this team, and I've seen a lot of this on Twitter recently as well, kind of looking back on it, is the players that are standing out. I mentioned Brock, but look at the likes of David Long and how he stands. Um, you know, really stood up with Jalen Brown out, a guy who was a sixth round pick. Um, and not only any any sixth round pick, but a sixth round pick that was done in the Tannehill trade, which I think again is just really immense little story to kind of add on top of obviously the success that Tannehill's had. But it's just, it's those players that are just stepping up. It's not you know that we can talk about Bayard, we can talk about all the big you know the big ballers that we've got in the team that you know you expect these kind of performances from. But we're getting it from players that are you know, sixth round picks or players that are running the mill. Like, you know, Brock was, I think, the lowest ranked DB uh, with the Cardinals. I think someone said the other day. And it's like, how, how are they pulling in performances in, you know, deep into the playoffs? It's just, it's just immense. So, and much, it's... so much credit needs to go to Pease for how he, he structured that offense. Uh, sorry, the, the defense the whole way um, with that. It was, it was unbelievable. Like you said, Brock stepped up. Uh, long stepped up in, in the absence of Jayon Brown, who is a fifth round draft pick himself. You know, we do find value at those positions. Jay Rob's done a done an excellent job of building this team with with low draft picks as well. He's got to get credit for that. But Pease played an excellent game. You said that the only time Jackson looked dangerous was when he was on his feet, but every time he was going out of bounds bar two plays. You know, every time he was getting strung out, strung out, strung out, strung out, strung out, to the point where he had nowhere else to go. I you know, I said uh, last week about contain will be the thing but actually it was completely the opposite it was almost breaking contain but stringing stringing Lamar out to only allow him a four yard gain of course 
an amazing player like that's going to break it a couple of times and um and he did you know that's always going to happen but he was he was he wasn't allowed to play the game that he wanted by our defense um he was only allowed to run side to side rather than up and down on us and i think that was a, a real key um david long i posted a thing on transatlantic twitter um about him just pointing out he knew exactly what plays were coming exactly what movements and 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 um emotions were being played and what was coming next and you just saw that happening the whole time um, and it, yeah fair play I, I loved watching our defence and all the, all the accolades that our offence is getting at the moment in the national media our defence is is unreal I love yeah. it you guys you might you, you guys might disagree and you might think I'm talking stupid here but I've got a, like a, a, a early Pete Carroll Seahawks vibe from our team where we've not got massive names in the media, which they, those guys weren't at the time, but they've got like a confidence and a swagger and an assurance, like they have achieved a lot in the game. The Seahawks had like an early swagger about them and an early self-confidence that they hadn't really earned, so to speak, on the field. And I think we've got a bit of that that about us. We fear nobody. We've just got a, a confidence and a swagger that doesn't belie the experience in the team. If you get what I mean. No, I, I can't argue that. And it, it's the why not us mentality. And as long as when it comes to the Super Bowl, we hand it off to Derek Henry rather than throwing it on like the Seahawks. And I'm sure we'll all be uh, happy in that sense. Uh, Brian's just joined us. So hello, Brian. Good evening, chaps. Uh, so um, if you want, Brian, uh, what were your thoughts towards, uh, we'll start with King Henry and how the offense was for you in that game and uh, any other star offensive players? Well, how do you stop him? You can't. There's no simple way everyone says they're going to do this, that and the other, but the fact is, you can't get near him. The, the way that stiff arm's performing at the minute, he's just he's just bouncing people off. Uh, I, I can't see Kansas stopping us. I really can't. It's just whether we can stop them. Um, but yeah, absolutely incredible performance. Yeah, I love the way I think it was Kyle Brandt today on GMFB said that he turned Old Thomas into his lead blocker on the run, the way that he just turned him around and just sent him downfield, which I, I know I said on the last podcast, if you're going to talk smack talk towards a player like Derrick Henry, you've got to back it up, which he definitely did not. Um, but I, I thought there were a couple of other, like unsung heroes on, on the field, but I mean, what we're averaging, what, 160 yards a game at the moment, I think they said in the last 10 games on the ground, and as you said, I, I can't see there being any team out of the three that we're going to come up against potentially that Show any signs of Henry? Is that just me being too optimistic? Or does anyone think that at some point the wheels might come off that massive six foot free wagon? I mean, I don't I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself. I mean, should we get through this game? I, I do not fancy the prospect of San Francisco at the minute. I think they're perfectly equipped to deal with us. I think if anyone's gonna stop Henry, it's them. Having said that, it's still not gonna be easy for them. I mean, he's just he's just playing like he's breaking records, you know. I think our first few, um, our pod, like our first few podcasts, we talked a lot about the offensive line as well and how it wasn't really molding well. We had Douglas in at right guard. Saffold definitely was was underperforming for what we were paying him and, and of the free agent acquisition that he was meant to be. Lawan was out to begin with, obviously with the season and and Conklin wasn't wasn't really up to much. You know, we all we all kind of saying, or at least I was thinking, uh, and. Yes, Henry has done amazing and he deserves all the accolades that he's getting, but he doesn't get that if he doesn't get the push that and the gaps that he's getting on some of these runs. I mean, Stafford, the last few games, has just been 
unreal. I don't. I've not really seen him make a mistake. I I don't know much about the O line either, but the the holes that he's having to run on the left hand side or the zone running plays where the cutback lane for the sixty six yards run this this year. Uh, sorry, this this game just there was was huge. It was massive. I could have I could have got a cutback there, and you know I'm not not exactly the fastest. Um, our O line is is performing a lot better than it was at the season, and they definitely deserve some plaudits as well, in my opinion. Yeah, and certainly Nate Nate Davis as well. I mean that that block for Tannehill because I'll be honest, the play call for Tannehill's uh, rushing touchdown, and as it was happening, I was like, "What are they doing? What are they doing?" There's like that's just not the call you want to make. And then all of a sudden, Nate Davis with a incredible block to just give him that gap to dive into. Um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of that call at the time, and and even the way it was executed until that block, I wasn't a big fan of either. But you know, we got the score in the end. That's all that mattered. But yeah, Nate Davis has, has come on leaps and bounds. I think he's someone who, you know, for a rookie, I want to say third rounder was he? I think whatever it was, he's you know he certainly is one that that has massively shown that he's got value in this team. And whatever happens with with Conklin, and obviously there's a big decision that needs to be made there. Right now, I can't see anyone in this team not getting a new deal of some sort. Whether uh, because I think that they know they've got something good going. Um, a lot of these players are at good ages. There's no one there that you'd be like, yeah, he's kind of past it. Um, they're all in pretty good ages, and I think, uh, yeah, why would you want to stop something good? I think at the moment it, it's about as good as it's been for certainly since I've been a Titans fan, probably, um, or definitely since you know, sort of 2008, because we're just rolling, and and Henry is is unstoppable at the moment. I think I do agree with Brian. I think that Casey will really struggle to stop him. I don't think their their run D is is great. Um, biggest issue will be how do we stop Mahomes because I think he is a much bigger threat than Lamar Jackson is even though Lamar Jackson will no doubt be the MVP it's all about how we can stop that man I appreciated what uh, what Vrabel said about the left hand side of the line when they were kind of um, at his presser in the week they were trying to prompt him into like giving those guys some some praise and he basically just brushed it off saying I know for a fact we can't put any more money over there which were like for me were like a big look into the culture that is built because it's not about yeah blowing smoke up tail the one and Roger Saffold's backside. We know they're playing really well, but that sort of comment, oh we can't put any more money over there means stay on your toes, guys, and let's see it again on Sunday, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, I think so. no, I, I completely agree. Go on, Brian. So I think Vrabel's definitely grown as a coach this season. You can see it. Um, his handling of stuff just seems everything just seems to be clicking into place for him. Um, that's basically my point. I didn't have much else to add. <laughs> but no, I mean, in terms of the play, Colin, did anyone have? I mean, I, I didn't want to be the person to try and pick negatives in this game because, I mean, oh no, we conceded thirteen games against Baltimore. Uh, thirteen points. Sorry, it's it's like. It'll be nitpicking. I thought the play call, and especially on offense, was spot on. There were times where um, there was play action where Tannehill was doing keepers and running with the ball, which obviously was when the entire Ravens defense is trying to stop Henry and then Tannehill's got a free run to the outside. I mean, did anyone have any form of um, opinions on the play call in that game or was it simply, we were saying in the podcast before that we thought Tannehill was going to have to be throwing the ball a lot more and it's going to have to be a lot more of a Tannehill game, but realistically that was that never happened again. It was it was a Derrick Henry smash mouth game. So was there any complaints towards any of that? Or we got the win, was there anything we could have done more or less? That that play call from uh, 
the the, the bomb to Khalif Raymond was unbelievable. Uh, took some big stones out. I thought at, at the time it could have we could have quite easily played that conservatively, and I think that just set the tone for the game. And then they started to panic. I really like that one. Yeah, well, I think that call. I think that call were perfectly judged because the Ravens are obviously expecting us to try and sustain drives to keep Jackson off the field. So I think as I were watching that game, I don't know if you guys felt the same, but when we made that stop and then on first down, I had that anticipation that we were going to take a shot. And I think anybody associated with the Titans felt that that's what was going to happen. I don't know, it just had a feeling about it. I think the only people that didn't realise were the 11 Ravens guys that were on the field. Um, I don't know, I just had a feeling that we were going to take a shot there and try and put foot on the foot on their throat because I think we're a bit more, uh, we've got a lot more edge about us, we're a lot more ruthless than we have been in past. So it didn't didn't shock me at all that that's what we did. From from an uh, offensive play calling point of view, I don't think there was anything that really stood out too much apart from uh, what I mentioned earlier around Tannehill's touchdown, which luckily I think Davis saved us on a little bit. Apart from that, I thought we played the game really well. I think we knew we knew what we had to do. We knew that we had to you know, keep Jackson off the field, which in fairness. You know, running Derrick Henry is the best way of doing that. And if he can go, go and you know get the yardage that he gets, then you know you know you're going to be fine. But look, I mean, I don't think there's going to. I don't think I haven't looked at the record books, but I very much doubt there's there's a quarterback <clears throat> who has won two playoff games in a row, uh, throwing seventy was it seventy two yards and eighty something yards on on Saturday just gone, like less yeah. than hundred yards per game. And should that concern me? I, it, does to an extent, but because I think, look, we're going to need at some point, and it might not be against KC. It might be in the Super Bowl if we get there. Um, you know, the San Fran, as as Brian mentioned, they're they're definitely better equipped to defend the run than than uh, KC are. We're going to need to definitely ignite. But I think we know we can do that. You saw that with the Raymond touchdown. You saw that with some big plays. Um, and and we've always got Derek Henry who can go out there and throw some touchdown passes as he showed on Saturday as well. So, yeah, look, it's, it, offensively, I was quite happy. Defensively, we gave up a lot of yards. There's absolutely no doubt we gave up a lot of yards, but it was all about those critical plays, the two f- f- two or three fourth downs that we, that we stopped. Um, you know, the interceptions, you know, all of those were massively crucial for, for why we won this game. I've been more than happy to, you know, concede 12 points and, uh, lose over you know 500 yards of offense against us. You know I'll take that every single week. If you're only going to concede 12 points, but you know we know with Mahomes he's going to be a bit more cutthroat. Uh, I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, you know, they're not going to turn the ball over as much as as Lamar Jackson did. So it's going to be more about how do you how do you try and keep Mahomes off the field, but also how do you try and restrict him to to field goals, which I thought actually we did pretty well in the game earlier this year. Yeah, I think we. We talked, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, um, yeah, defensively, we talked about how like Pease played a really good game against Lamar, like stringing him out the whole time. He, he played a completely different full game against Brady, putting pressure on him the whole time. I'd expect sort of a hybrid of the two this time between between Mahomes and and they're obviously very talented wide receivers and who Hill and Hardman. You can't really put a man on him. Uh, on, on both of them at the same time they're just too fast I don't think we have that on the outside apart from apart from Adoree Jackson if we do that with, with Brock I think we're going to get killed a little bit so we have to play a little bit more zone than what we played last week and um, offensively I'm not that that bothered um, that Tannehill's not throwing for 200-250 yards because he's not needed to 
if something works, don't, you know, if it's not, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And um, if we can give a Henry the ball when he keeps on gandering up and, and um, prolonging the game and keeping the offense off the field for the other team, I'm, I'm happy with it personally. But yeah, and he makes, he makes good third down throws when he needs them. Um, so I'm not too stressed. I just I think um, some of that late yardage that we gave up, I think it was a testament to how much that we got them shook because late on in the game, there were, say, 18, whatever points there were behind, and they kept throwing into the middle of the field, keeping the clock churning, and then they're, like, walking up to line of scrimmage, and I'm thinking, there's no urgency here. These guys are beat. And I think some of that late yardage, we were happy to let them have to keep that clock churning. So I'm not, not too concerned that the, the, they had 500 yards of offence. I think uh, a lot of it were, were premeditated. We played a lot to prevent only rush three. So I think some of that were game planned, especially towards the end of the game in what resulted to ga- uh, amounted to garbage time in the end. I don't think, I think if you'd asked anyone before before the game on Saturday uh, that, you know, Lamar Jackson's not going to throw a touchdown pass into the fourth quarter, I think we'd all be sitting there being like, yeah, that's a load of rubbish. That's, that's yeah. not going to happen. Definitely. You know, for well, that's, that's going to, yeah, he's going to score way earlier than that. It was, it was yeah, brilliant defensive performance I agree with Harry I think P's got it absolutely nailed on uh, be interesting to see what he's got for Mahomes um, and also Kelsey I think is obviously going to be one of their biggest threats and how you stop if you can stop those two you've got I think you do I do think you've got a good chance but it's just going to be how, how they can contain Henry uh, I just don't think they'll be able to do that their run defence is nowhere near good enough no, couldn't, couldn't argue it uh, any, any better I think we all know Henry's in, in an unstoppable form at the moment. And like I was saying with that old line, there's such a click between the two in terms of their timings that linebackers are meeting Henry and cornerbacks are meeting Henry. And that's a recipe for disaster for any team trying to take us on. Um, just before we do move away from the defence, um, I was trying to remember where I've seen Casey have so much of a aggressive sort of um, dominating display on, on defence line. I know he had the fumble on Lamar Jackson in the uh, what third quarter and he had a sack earlier on. But mixing in with what Correa, Vaccaro, Logan Ryan, I think, led the team in tackles that game. Every single player on that defense was stepping up and doing something. And it wasn't, like you said, even Brock, who I know I even called out a couple of weeks ago, was really shone. So I know we were talking about how we thought the Ravens are definitely going to score points on us. And we probably said the same about the Patriots the week before. And I know we're worried about what Kansas can do. But is anyone a little bit sort of wary that, yeah, we've predicted the past two weeks that we're going to get scored on, but realistically, this defense is actually stepping up, and could we dare say that they actually cause Mahomes much more trouble? And who knows? Maybe I mean, there's no way I think we can shut out someone as elite as him, but we have just done it to the MVP of this season. So I don't know if it's just me being overly optimistic, but I felt like the defense really, really have stepped up the past couple of weeks. And yeah, let's see what happens next week in Kansas. Before we move on. Um, I did just want to mention people's thoughts towards Johnny Smith. Obviously, we know that Walker's had his injuries and he's sat up this year. Is anyone now concerned next year with what might happen with Walker? Are we happy with Smith going forward? Because personally, I think we have a real good attack of option here on our hands. All right. I hate to say it. For me, Delaney Walker, I I would not be uh, disappointed or upset if, if they were to to cut him after this year. Johnny Smith has, has, has been absolutely immense. I mean, he's shown himself to be a great receiver. Thurkser, uh, I think everyone knows how, how much I love that guy. I think he, 
he really has been a standout for us, especially as a receiving tight end. And then you've got Michael Pruitt, who um, has shown himself to be a pretty pretty decent blocking tight end as well. And, and he's picked up, I think it was for maybe the first reception of the game. Um, you know, he was the one picking that one up as well. Between those three, I wouldn't have any reservations in, in letting Delaney go. I mean, Delaney's not actually really realistically played for two years. Uh, a guy who's in his kind of mid-30s, how much more can he can he contribute? Um, don't get me wrong, that's a hard thing for me to say because uh, adored that guy for for many many years. But you kind of think he's gonna he's gonna be on a fair fair few quid still. Um, do you really want to go and and risk bringing you know keeping him on board when you've got three tight ends who are performing as well as they are, or certainly at least two of them? Yeah, I, I'm I'm not worried about that at all. I think it wouldn't surprise me, and I wouldn't be as upset as if you'd asked me maybe at the beginning of the season. I think it obviously depends on what, what you can what you can get him for. I mean, he's obviously not in a, a strong position negotiating wise and if they're gonna cut him and he's he's wanting to stay around, it just depends what you can get him for. If you can get him for for reasonably cheap as your third tight end, I think he can still catch touchdowns in a late career Antonio Gates kind of way. Yeah, I won't argue with that. I think the the general consensus of everyone is that yeah, we we like what we're seeing with Smith at the moment, and I agree with you. It's it's down to what sort of the value is going to be next season, holding on to Walker. But yeah, so if we're going to move on to um, next week's game, we can move past the Ravens, even though a lot of the Ravens people might have been tweeting this week with all the excuses as to why they didn't win the game. I'd like to make it clear that it's not that they didn't win; it's that we did win. And um, so That's moving true. on. Yes, because I know there's been a lot of talk this week about things that they did or didn't do. They didn't run the ball. But at the end of the day, we got the lead early on, which prevented the Ravens from doing probably what they wanted to do that game. And that's why you didn't see it. So I I don't know if anyone else disagrees, but I feel like we controlled that game from the beginning. We stopped the Ravens doing what they wanted to do. Totally, totally dominant for me. That was a a kind of a statement win for me. And and still nobody's taken notice. It's, it's, It's bizarre. But uh, yeah, you know, there's, uh, there's absolutely no reason. Why, there's absolutely no reason why we can't repeat that. But you would think by listening to to most analysts and observers that we're just a, a sacred, uh, sorry, sacrificial lamb for Kansas City. Am I? Am I the only <clears> one that I'm? I'm the only one who seems that I, I don't really care about that. I don't give a monkey no, that no. that you know that there's analysts out there who are just writing us off. Um, you know, I don't give a monkey's that. You know, Colleen Wolf before the game against Baltimore sitting there saying, uh, you know, you've done your bit, thanks, bye bye, enjoy the off season. I don't give a I can give a monkeys. Like we could if we go and put get ourselves into a position and get ourselves into the Super Bowl, then that is all that really matters for me. I don't really I I couldn't care less what, you know, Dion Sanders thinks about our chances uh, or, <laughs> or, or any or any or anyone else on and you know, in the NFL world who who, you know, analyzes this game because I'm happy for them to sleep on us, I'll be honest, because I think everyone's expecting Kansas City to win again this Saturday. The heavy favourite, I think, seven-point favourites, I think, or maybe nine. can't remember one of the two. Yeah, um, yeah and I'm not really bothered. I, I couldn't care less what, what you know some analyst thinks around our chances. I, mean, I, I agree, Greg. I think, I think they probably are rightfully favourite. I mean, you know, they are a pretty awesome offensive team and, you know... But... You know, we we beat them quite often. <laughs> we own them. But can we say that? <laughs> we, We're six and six and one at our head all time. That's that's crazy. 
Yeah, look, I, I think we we've got we've got we've got a really good chance. I think there's um, it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, and stopping the offense is definitely going to be key. I think there's gaps in that defense that that we can exploit, and certainly uh, Derek Henry can exploit. But um, yeah, I'm not. I don't really care what 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 analysts think. I don't really care what pundits think around you know our chances or what what they think about our team. Whether they think we're a one-trick pony with Derek Henry, couldn't really give a monkey's to be honest. Yeah. Um, if it gets us to the Super Bowl, and then if it gets us to winning the Super Bowl, then no one's going to be sitting there saying we're a one-trick pony or that you know we haven't got you know we've got Ryan Tannehill leading leading this offense and it's working and that's all that matters. Yeah, the the thing that I look back at is that we were underdogs when we beat them earlier this season. We were underdogs when we beat them in the the wild card two years ago, and it, it we were been underdogs for the last two weeks now. So it it, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, um, it just is another bit for for them to spot on the the billboard in the change room beforehand. A bit more publicity for them to find themselves up. However, they want to do it. I don't really care, but. Um, like you say, if it gets us to the Super Bowl, you know, you can call it us 20-point underdogs for all I care. Just get the win. And that's what it's down to. At the end of the day, the pundits don't play the game. The players do and the coaches do. And that's, that's that. So, hopefully, Look, get, it'll be... Getting get to a championship game, going 9-7 in the season, from 2-4 and four, and getting to a championship game is is a hell of an achievement. No one can doubt that. I don't think anyone's going to sit there and, and look at us and, you know, if we end up get, even getting to the Super Bowl and missing out, like whatever happens now is, you know, you, you can't have anything but admiration for what this team has achieved, especially considering the first six weeks of the season. So it's, um, it's one that, you know, look, we're all going to be sitting there and praying to whatever God we believe in that we can, uh, that we can go and get the win on, uh, on Sunday. But, uh, Whatever happens in that game, you can't you can't honestly say it's been a hell of a roller coaster and hell of a ride that you know, hopefully we can just stay on for another few weeks. No, completely agree. And the only other thing I did want to mention to do with online and Twitter is how much of a nicer place uh, Titans Twitter is in the past few weeks when we've been on a roll like this. I mean, personally, I absolutely love seeing all the Irish Titans stuff during the game and uh, everyone else to that mind. And it's always brilliant when you have the this age well tweet that people put out where, like, especially Adam Rank, I loved it when his prediction went so south. That's the side of it I like. So when people make the calls and it's horribly wrong, we'll be there to point it out to them. So moving on from that, yeah, we've already mentioned a little bit about the Chiefs game. So we know that offensively, we know they've got lots of weapons. They've got last year's MVP. They've got probably the quickest wide receivers easily in the league. All of them are like four, what, four, two, forty-yard dash or something like that. You've got arguably the best tight end in the league. Some might say... Uh, it's uh, Kittle, personally, it's Johnny Smith. Um, but other than the offense, what are we thinking towards the game then? Is, is it as easy as a 30-point win like I think, or is there going to be a bit more to it? It's going to be give close. Give me way more to it. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it'll be close. I think I think there'll be a couple of league, uh, lead changes. Um, I think it's vital we start well. I don't think we can give them... Uh, give them a head start um, but yeah I mean we can just pound Henry into them I think I honestly can't see how they stop him especially there's, there's talks Chris Jones might be there's 50% chance he doesn't play I mean he's he's quite big for them but I mean if he's not there there's no, there's no stopping Henry for me uh, and then obviously there's this sort of uh, 
belief in the league that that Tannehill's not playing well at the minute because he's not getting all these air yards, which is you know hogwash. Um, I think I think we could surprise him through the air. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm quite confident. I really am. I don't think KC are as good defensively as what recent weeks might have you believe. But I think uh, I'm, I'm going to go. For, we'll win by four or five points. Do you know what I think? Yeah. Uh, I think I think Kansas City have had better teams than this. I just don't think they've had a better quarterback. I think they've had better all-round teams from top to bottom that maybe perhaps should have gone on to a Super Bowl. Uh, I think they're flawed. They're just as flawed uh, as we can be at times. Uh, but I think that explosive element to their offense obviously makes this a different game. But I just think it's it's one of them things where, where playoffs are weird. Like everybody's saying, oh, Titans can't stop Chiefs and Chiefs can't stop Derrick Henry. Well, it can't be 75 apiece. So some, something strange is going to happen in this game. Either Derrick Henry is going to be stifled, God forbid, I hope that doesn't happen, or we're going to just play lights out defence and Mahomes is going to be stifled. I don't think both can be true where they pile up points and Derrick Henry piles up yards. I think this is going to be a strange game and I think it's going to be really, really close. I think it's going to be really tense. I think probably we're, we're going to talk about fine margins quite a lot in the build-up to this game and, and our little promo here. Um, fine margins to me are who might not be playing and for the Titans, it's Adam Humphreys and Jayon Brown again. They're both questionable. The nice thing about doing the, the Titans podcast or the Transatlantic Titans podcast a little bit <coughs> later on in the week is that you get injury news. Um, so for us, we've, we've not got them potentially. And then they've potentially not got Kelsey. He was um, held out of a couple of drives um, at the weekend with his hamstring. Um, Chris Jones is day-to-day, like you say. McCoy is currently out with illness as well. So he's questionable. Although I'm sure Cold probably won't keep him out. Uh, but for me, I think it'll be a, a real close game. I've always been uh, talking about the play-action pass, and if we can get that going, I don't think there's there's any team around that can really stop us with Henry being such a weapon at the moment. I expect Tannehill to have a lot more yards probably than he's had in the last two games combined, and hopefully I'm right on that, because if he doesn't, I don't really see a way that we can win this um, if Kansas really, really double down on stopping Henry, which I think they have to, in their minds, to to get the advantage that they want. I think the way you win this game is is going to be on defence. I don't think there's any doubt that we can and probably will score points against them. Um, I mean, Houston went 24-0 up in the first quarter. So, I mean, that suggests that, you know, that they are susceptible to giving up points and they don't have Derek Henry either. Um, but where we, where we win this game is 100% on defence. And you've got to stop Kelsey. He is... Uh, he was two years ago a massive part of, of that offense, and and he was tearing us a new one in that game until Jonathan Cyprian, God, God bless his soul, took him out of the game. Um, and that once once he was out of the game, they they didn't really have much left to, to give. And the other the other area is that deep threat. We've already talked about Hill. We've already talked about Hartman and the, you know the pace that those guys have got. And our secondary is still pretty banged up. That's not that's not you know beat around the bush. We've still got. You know, players missing. Um, we've still got, you know, players in there that, you know, who have stepped up massively, but stepped up in, you know, against offenses that don't really have that deep threat. Um, I think Roberts is was for Baltimore was probably the closest to a deep threat that they've they've faced so far in the playoffs. They haven't faced they haven't faced anyone like Hill and Hartman. So I think if they can stop that deep threat and they can stop Kelsey, I don't. I'm not really bothered about their running game. I think Williams is decent, but I don't think he's gonna be good enough to worry us too much. 
we can stop those two, I don't I don't see any reason why we can't come away and win this game. In terms of from an offensive point of view, they're going to do everything they can to stop Derrick Henry, but so did Baltimore, and and look how that ended. Um, so I I'm not overly concerned in in regards to what success Henry will hopefully have. Um, it'd be good to see uh, Jones missing because he's a big part of their of their uh, of their line. And I think if they can. If we can, hopefully, if he, even if he's not 100%, we can find those uh, find those gaps and and bring this one home. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be close because I think their their offensive power that they've got, Mahomes can make something out of nothing. They've got I think more threats offensively than Baltimore had. Um, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bit of a bloodbath for us. I think it's gonna be one of those ones where it's gonna be two in and throwing. We're going to be put through the ringer on on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, that's for sure. My question is: is that in the previous games we've we've always doubled someone somehow? Um, so in the first game against the Patriots, it was Edelman. In the second game, it was Jackson. Most of the time, that we somehow doubled and had a QB spy. Who who do you double in this team without leaving you short? Otherwise, you know you can't necessarily double Kelsey and take away the middle because I should leave the outside with Hill and and. Um, um, Hardman, you know, you can't necessarily take away just Hill because actually leaving the middle on the other the other side. It's it's, it's to how how you play this defensively. Um, I think we're going to be exotic in where we blitz from. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan gets a sack just purely because we we need to force pressure from different sides and we need to give them looks that they they're not expecting. Uh, yeah, I have no idea who you double and how you double and how you make sure that it's all all squared away. Um, I wouldn't like to be Dean Pease planning for this game and sitting down with Mike Vrabel and having a discussion of okay well what weapon do we want to prioritise here because I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know where to start and that's why I'm glad that I just do a podcast on a Wednesday night and don't have any organisation itself it's got to be pressure it's got you've got to put Mahomes under pressure you can't give him time we gave we gave Lamar Jackson so much time to uh, to throw the ball but the coverage was so good he, he had no one to throw to uh, I don't think you can do that Mahomes I think Mahomes has got a bit more in his arm and in his weaponry to, to find receivers, uh, even if they are well covered. And I think also the receivers he's got available to him are better than what Baltimore had. So it, it could, it will be one of those, one of those games. That, um, I've absolutely no doubt you're going to have to pressure Mahomes. You're going to have to make him a bit uncomfortable. He's not like Lamar. He can, he can scramble. Of course he can, but he's not like Lamar Jackson where he wants to. He wants to be a pocket passer. He wants to be throwing the ball around here, there and everywhere. Lamar Jackson is happy to grab the ball and run as far as he possibly can with it. I don't think Mahomes wants to do that. He'll ha- he, you know, he'll do it if he has to, but he doesn't want to do that, which is a big difference. It's going to be uh, a very, very different defensive look for, for you know, compared to what we saw uh, against Baltimore, in my opinion, um, even though I think there's some similarities between the two quarterbacks. Uh, I think Mahomes is still... A level above, in my opinion. I think he's what he can do, and you saw that. Yeah, you know, not many teams come from twenty-four points down in the playoff game. Uh, granted, we know it was only the Texans, but it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those ones that he he is something special, and he's one that he's probably the only quarterback in the league that I genuinely fear. I think there's there's flaws in in pretty much every other quarterback in this league. Uh, he's one that I do fear. And when we played him earlier this season, that was his first week back from uh, a relatively lengthy layoff. So, you know, I don't think we can take too much from from that game. 
Um, they still put 30 points up on, uh, on that game, even though he wasn't fully fit. So it's not going to be, uh, yeah, it's not going to be an easy one. That's for sure. If we can just stop those threats and Kelsey is a big one and stop the threat of the, the deep threat of Hill and uh, Hardman, though, I think that will, will certainly aid our cause and hopefully uh, get us over the line. I think there's a scenario where you can, you can let Kelsey get what he's going to get and still win the game. Uh, whether uh, Pease is confident enough to to back like like Sir Dory Jackson and Tremaine Brock on the outside is is another story altogether. I think it's just going to be one of those games where each both teams pile up a lot of yards and 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 a, and a fair amount of points. The 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 thing that will make the difference is who makes that one defensive play, that one key play. What you'll remember years after the game, like your Malcolm Butler interception in the Super Bowl, that type of play. I think both defences could be bad, but one team will step up when it needs to, and I think that'll be the difference. So, is this Sunday the day that Simmons gets that safety for me and that's the play? Well, there's a couple of um, things that I'd wrote down for this game that I feel like we have to sort of start off with. And I've the main thing I've put is we're going to have to start hot this game. They've what? So, was it seven touchdowns in a row that Kansas got last week against Houston? And again, it was only against Houston, but they are coming. They're going to be coming at us with everything, especially with the start that they made. Uh, what 20, I was in work and I got a message saying that they were losing twenty four nil, and I couldn't believe it. And then when I came home, it looked like Mahomes was just. It was like he was playing a video game. He was just hitting every single target. He wasn't missing anything. And like you were saying, Kelsey got one hundred and sixty yards that game. I agree that we can allow him to have some of the ball over the over the middle, but. If you're going to give him the safety blanket of a, a constant, because he'll hit 10 yards and get a first down every single time to Kelsey. And there's only so many times you can let that happen if we're going to try and run the ball against him. If we're going to try and keep the clock going, we can't have them when they've got control and they're on the field for as long as they can. But I'm, I'm again, optimistic that we've got a real good chance of beating them. If you'd asked me to pick any QB that I'd want at the time, I agree with you, Greg. I think Mahomes is definitely the, the most elite and fearful quarterback to go up against um, we'll just have to hope that he he starts slow and we can try and get the lead early on but they're a team that can come back from behind, they've got all the weaponry to chase a game, they've got all the weaponry to keep a lead and keep going so we've just got to be optimistic and I agree I think that defensive stop is where it's going to come from, we, we need to we need to reduce them as much as we can and I, I don't know if we're going to be sending a lot, we're going to have to put so much pressure on them and I think Casey Simmons Laundry, Correa, all the people that were making plays next week are going to have to do the exact same again. But if they do, what's to say that we can't go into Arrowhead and make it, what, 7-1 and one against them at Arrowhead? Um, I, I know I definitely won't be uh, uh, disappointed if we come away with a 5 or 6-point win, but a, a, a win's a win. Get us to the Super Bowl, get us to Miami, and we can, we can do the podcast, talk about that next week. Do we want to go through? predictions for this week does anyone dare try and guess after how we were last week yeah i've i've got a score uh, i've got 20 22 21 uh, same as two years ago tanner hill to score a pass to himself uh, i think think will be the just beautiful poetic justice if somehow we get exactly the same score as two years ago and somehow our quarterback teams will be made up won't they so, and if someone gets a safety, you're winning as well, then Miles. But no, honestly, I think it'll be, I think it'll be about, I don't know, 20, 24, 21, something like that. I think it'll be super close. 
I don't know, playoffs are weird, aren't they? Like I was, I was saying earlier, things that have happened throughout regular season and things that you think are sure things sometimes don't happen. And the, the game that really stands out in my memory that reminds me of this is, again, going back to Seahawks, which is weird. But uh, the game that really reminds me of this is uh, Manning's Broncos in that Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Um, most high-scoring offence in history at the time uh, had no influence or effect whatsoever on the game. And I think if we are going to win this game, defense, our defence has got to play at that level. Um, so if I'm going for a score prediction, I'm going to keep it low. Uh, I'm going to say 21-17. I, okay. I, I, I don't know how you can say this is going to be a low-scoring game. Because I think there's there's so much firepower in in Casey's offence. I mean, they, they scored yeah. 51 Houston, which is in a, in a playoff game, is insane. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that level again. Um, I've got us to win 31 28, and I'm going to go a bit controversial in how we're going to win it. We're actually going to win it with a field goal because we've not had a field goal in about six and a half years. Uh, I reckon Greg Joseph is going to kick one in from about 35 uh, to win the game, but I still I think it will be a bit of a higher bit of a higher scoring game than 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 that. I, I, I just I think there's too much on both sides. It's too much on our side um, to not score points. I think there's too much on on this. I know what you mean around playoff football. It can be strange. It can be uh, you know a bit nervy, a bit jittery. And I think we saw that at the beginning of the game. I think the first drive for us, I think it was I don't know if it was a three and out, or we certainly we certainly punted. Um, you know we we yeah you know, there was a few sort of nerves and jitters and. But I think once we once we get into it, and, you know, we talked all year about being a second half team. I think we will probably be behind at half time this week, um, and I think we'll probably claw our way back. Uh, and Greg Joseph for the win. So I'm not sure I, if I'm going. Uh, just just to make one thing clear, I don't know if it's the American Air. So Greg, did you just predict we're going to win? Yeah, I think we're going to. I think we'll sneak it. I think I do. So I, got, I think I can't. I can't yeah. see them stopping Henry. I really can't. I think they they will if they uh, they'll put some points up against us. They'll they'll put us under a bit more pressure. Then it's not going to be Baltimore game again. I'd love it to be as comfortable as that. That's the first time I think I've gone in with probably ten minutes left in the game, and I'm sitting there thinking they're not going to win this. They don't want it. They don't fancy it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that. It's going to be right nail biter to the end. Um, going to need a lot of beer and uh, and <laughs> to get through it because it's just going to be one of those one of those ones that. Uh, is going to be hell to watch. But let's face it, it wouldn't be a Titans game if it wasn't. Oh, no, of course not. And I'm definitely, I'm, I'm liking this. This See, this is what happens when you give me the uh, the frame to host a, a podcast. We've suddenly got everyone being super positive and, and we're going to win. Um, is everyone just assuming it's going to be another Henry show? Is, are we expecting more from Tannehill? Are we, do we think he'll surpass, dare we say, 100 yards this game? Or do we feel like it's just going to be the same way? It's just going to be Henry, Henry, Henry. And your time will get a third down sort of pass from Tannehill. Are we expecting much more of a offensive juggernaut, as we're saying, where we need to get both areas of death um, passing and running play going? We need we need Henry to to win this game, in my opinion. So the the reason the reason we need to control the clock, and the best way of controlling the clock is running the ball. Um, we we don't want to you know put them in, in a position where they, they kind of have ownership of where this game will finish or give them yeah, the opportunity to control the clock themselves. So I, I can't see us doing anything other than giving Henry another 30-plus carries. I really can't. Um, 
in terms of, I, I do think we'll, we'll probably throw the ball a little bit more. Um, I think there'll be some opportunities that we'll have to do that. We do love a, a third and a long, so I'm sure there'll be some opportunities for, for Tannehill to get some some yardage. I'm not expecting him to go under 100, but I think the best chance of winning this game. Look, Kansas City's run defence, out of the two games we've already played, or out of the three teams that we, that we have played, is the worst of the three. So why would you not run the ball? Just run it down their throats. They, don't, they, they won't want to tackle him. They won't, they won't fancy going up against Derrick Henry. And to be honest, yeah, I don't think anyone in the league would want to really go up against him right now, but we we faced uh, a Pats defense, which is much stronger against the run. We faced the Baltimore defense, which is much stronger against the run, and he absolutely annihilated the both of them. I can't see them. I, I mean, unless they've got some out of their sleeve, which we've not seen, I can't see them stopping stopping him in that respect. I just think he, he is key to the success that we have in this game. No, can't can't argue it. Definitely think it's going to be. I mean, I think I've put it down that we we have to give Henry the ball thirty times this game just to just to like you said control that clock and make sure that we're going to have like we had against Baltimore where we can almost control the game how we want it and not let Kansas dictate how they want it. Um, so before we move on, um, has anyone had any thoughts into who they want to beat in the Super Bowl between Green Bay and the Forty ers any preferences at all? Or are we just solely worried about Kansas at the moment? Time is it just me being a bit crazy looking forward? <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I, I don't, I've not looked that far ahead as much as uh, as much as I'd like to. I think, but I mean, if I had to, uh, I think Brian mentioned earlier. I think Sam Fran are definitely better equipped against the run. Uh, I don't rate Green Bay's defense at all, to be honest. Um, I think they're 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 very susceptible. I think that's that's one that I'd fancy our chances a bit more. But you know, I'm, I'm I'm not really thinking anything ahead of Sunday. Other than Sunday at the moment, um, I think you'd be foolish to to put all your eggs in in a, any kind of basket because we, we are we're still the Titans. We are we are still the uh, the team that can go and get shut out against Denver only a matter of eight nine weeks ago. Uh, we're we're a different team now for sure, but you know that we could turn up and uh, and crap the bed, and hopefully we won't do that. But there's every chance that it could happen. Who knows? I've definitely thought about the Super Bowl. I've definitely thought about it a few times this week, but I always feel a little bit guilty for doing so. So I try and rein myself in a bit. Uh, but it is a nice thought. Imagine, I mean, everything leading up to the game, the attention, the media day and all that kind of thing, it'd be so crazy to see us in that position. And so just, well, a dream, a dream really. We outprint two too fine a point on it uh, that I just I'm not even dare allowing myself to really dare think about it to be honest. Anything honestly, from you, Harry? Think, yeah, yeah I, I honestly think if we win, there may be like slight man tears, um, just a very quiet sob into a into a beer. Um, if if we win uh, Super Bowl, um, I'm not bothered about who we face. Um, to be honest, if we lose, I won't be watching the NFC Championship game. If we win, I will. Um, it's just that, and then then I'll let you know next next week as to who I would have fancied. But yeah, I'm I'm just I'm pumped for the game and I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, just already nervous, which isn't normal on a Wednesday going into a Sunday. So yeah, we'll see. I'm way ahead of you on the tears front. I pretty much drained all of that on uh, last Saturday night. 
I was just standing there in awe of just what we'd achieved against the team. I mean, let's face it, Baltimore were the best team uh, in, in, in the league this year. And uh, to go and see us turn them over in the way we did, I think uh, I'm all teared out. But I think, yeah, look, there's nothing more I'd love than to to get to the Super Bowl. I think there's, there's, a, there's a chance. I'm not going to say we've got a good chance. I think there's a chance. Um, I think there's there's every every possibility that we that we could get ourselves there, and then it just turns into a crazy week leading up to as as Neil mentioned, where it's just going to be you know we're actually going to be talked about in you know in a fashion that that we've not really been talked about for for years. Um, people will stand up and listen and realise that we're actually a much better team than we get credit for. Because I still think people think we're a bit of a one-trick pony. They think, oh, yeah, all you've got is Derek Henry. Um, you know, you've got a decent defence. They don't think we've got an elite defence. I still think we're not a million miles away from having an elite defence. I think if we had everyone fit, we probably would have an elite defence. But we'll get there. Hopefully hopefully this Sunday we'll, we'll go the way we want it to go. But even if it doesn't, I mean, like I said earlier, you have to give credit to how amazing... A turnaround it's been from week six looking i mean week six we went into week seven and me and harry were both at the that Chargers game and you're thinking right let's just yeah let's get ourselves over 500 let's, let's end this season and try and get ourselves into you know i, mean, I would have been ecstatic that's from two and four would have been ecstatic with eight and eight and just you know not finished with a losing season so to finish nine seven in the playoffs and now in the afc championship game is well above and beyond my expectations yeah, dare to call it a fairy tale or a or a love story. Maybe one day I'll do a poem about it and uh, we'll all get to hear my season's worth in rhyme. But for the time being, I'll save it until we win the Super Bowl. Um, the only other thing I had on my list to mention to do with um, particular players this year, has it actually been announced that the rookie of the year, did it go to Josh Jacobs? Or is that just unofficial at the moment? Does anyone know? I've not seen anything official from the NFL. No. But I- there was, I think, it's some kind of writers' uh, offensive rookie of the year. Is was definitely Jacobs. I saw yeah. Paul ask you tweets about it, but uh, it looks likely. I think they normally follow suit, right? So I think it looks yeah. very. It's very likely that it's um, that it's it's going to be uh, going to be Jacobs, which yeah, is a bit of a shame. But I think it's not to be too big a surprise. We're not fashionable enough to get those kind of. Uh, those kind of decisions, but it'd be interesting to see what happens with with Henry as well. I think there's some votes mm-hmm. going on at the moment for, you know, for the kind of offensive player of the year, and I think uh, ground player of the year and whatnot. So it'd be interesting to see if we nab one of those. But yeah, that doesn't all that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me too much. It's normally a kind of fashionable popularity contest anyway, realistically. And as long as you've, you know, had a, a good enough season, you're you're in the running, especially if you play for certain teams. Yeah, it's true. It's normally when you're much more of a popular team or a popular figure where you will notice the sort of love towards it. I'd, I'd, I think statistically, there are probably the numbers to back up both AJ Brown and Derek Henry this year. But like you said, well, it'll normally come down to that popularity contest. But how good it would be to be able to watch NFL Network all of the week before the Super Bowl and it just hopefully constant love towards, towards us. Knowing the way it normally goes, it'll be the other team. But, you know, you just love to see all that. So let's... Uh, Let's pray and hope for Sunday. And uh, talking of Sunday, um, we have actually set up an event on the transatlantic uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook, I believe. Uh, Greg will be able to assist me with the exact location. But for any of um, the UK fans or any fans in Europe or America who just fancy a Sunday in London rather than where you are, 
And um, we are actually setting up an event to watch the game where we'll all be there to celebrate, hopefully, what is a victory against Kansas. So, Greg, have you got the exact uh, details of location and timings? Yeah, so um, you can see the event on the on the Facebook page. You have to be part of the kind of uh, Facebook community to see it. But if you are, you'll be able to see it on there. So uh, the game obviously starts around uh, 8 o'clock or just after 8 o'clock. Um, we have uh, area reserved from around about half past 6 at the Hippodrome Casino in London. Uh, it's downstairs in a bar called Lola's. They've got a big sports bar down there now. Really great venue. So hopefully... We'll see uh, plenty of two-tone blue out there for it. So if you're in uh, in and around the London area or even just in the UK in general and you fancy a trip to London for uh, for Sunday, yeah, get yourself down there. Um, come and support the team and uh, come and obviously meet us all and have a few drinks and hopefully a win. Yeah, definitely. We'll all, we'll all be there. I'm not going to promise I'll buy everyone a drink unless you fancy a tap water, but I'll definitely be there to give you high fives and a big, a big hug after the game and hopefully there won't be many tears unless they're tears of joy. But um, yeah, I guess we should move on to our uh, what some people call their favourite part of the show. Um, it's a <laughs> bit where I normally make myself look like an idiot all the time over the uh, internet. But we've got our non-Titans related segment. So who would like the honour of going first? Maybe Neil? Yeah, go on. I'll go first. I've got a, a bee in my bonnet about this crowdfunding uh, expedition that's going off. Uh, that's on front of Daily Telegraph today, I think it were. We're actually fifth richest country on earth. We've got more food banks than we've ever had. We've got more people living on streets than we've ever had. And we're trying to crowdfund to make sure that Big Ben bongs on the day that we leave the EU. I think it's utterly ridiculous. I don't want to get drawn into a political discussion here. but And, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be English. Uh, and like I say, I'm a proud Englishman in, in many, many ways. But sometimes I just think we're such a pantomime country. It's unreal. We're, we're so obsessed with like ceremony and ceremonial things rather than things that are actually important. And I just like I, one of them things where you read headline and you, you do a double tech and think, is this real? Pretty much like Baltimore uh, Titans game a weekend. Is this really happening? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my rant on that. I don't know if you guys have got a different opinion or whatever. Uh, but... Yeah, I find it pretty stupid, to be honest. I didn't know anything about I'm that. I'm just happy that... Yeah, I was going to say, I knew nothing about it either. When you mentioned Big Ben, I, f- I assumed you were on about Roethlisberger had done something. <laughs> um, again. Um, but <laughs> So, I had no idea what was going on, but I'll have to, I'll have to follow up. But I, I completely agree. It, it's it's just a joke, isn't it? It's a bit of a waste. I, I, I love England as much as most, and I'm proud to say that I'm English or British, but it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just a clock I think it's some. I think it's some like five hundred thousand that after that after raising. Yeah, which surely that just could go to um, reduce, Yeah, yeah. The, the more ceremonial nonsense, more flag waving nonsense. Just going to get one of those massive, like what do they call those symbol things you bang together. Just, yeah, just do that. Just get, just get someone get, there, bang one of them. You can get one of them get, probably for about fifty quid. Every single person in country to set their alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Synchronized, so it all yeah. so it makes a noise all at the same time. I was thinking of doing what Leicester do at the football stadium, give everyone a clapper, and everyone just has to clap it at the same time. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that was going to be a, that was going to be a future uh, non-Titans related rant of mine. I absolutely hate clappers. <laughs> they are just they are just the devil. Ugh. 
I can't speak for Stevenage, but I know Oxford United don't have clappers at their stadium. So hopefully, uh, Stevenage and our other teams are the same. No, we've got. We've, uh, no, I'm not going to say it. Uh, our fans. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, who's next? Uh, if you want the floor, you've got it, Greg. If not, I can I can go. Actually, mine, mine's actually a bit of a positive one. Uh, well, actually, oh half half negative, half positive. Uh, so uh, I this happened to me today. I was um, I was working. Uh, I normally work in London. I actually went out to to Ipswich to work today. Uh, so I'd, instead of getting a train all the way into London and back out, I thought. <clears throat> It's easy for me just to drive from where I live. So I drove across uh, about two and a half hours in, parked up in a, in a multi-story car park, uh, locked the car, went off to work, came back, um, had absolutely no, no idea, but driving along on the way home when it got some petrol. And all of a sudden I noticed that on the wing mirror, I was like, there's a bit of paper there. What's that about? I had to open it up and it was a letter or not a letter. But someone has basically wrote a note to say uh, they'd hit hit my car um, and uh, there was uh, some damage that uh, and here was the phone number so we can you know sort out insurance details and whatnot now this is the first time I think I've I've ever ever had a situation where I was obviously at work so it happened whilst I was in a car park and there's actually someone's generally written a note to say yeah I, my bad I screwed up here uh, give me a call and we'll I'll sort you out with my insurance details it's kind of kind of restored my faith in humanity um because normally i just get back and to be honest with you, luckily the damage isn't too bad it's just a scrape but normally i'd look at it and be like that someone's done that and just driven off and, um, now i'm gonna have to try and get some cctv or just whatever it may be but yeah it's kind of restored my faith in humanity a little bit so it's negative in regards to now i've got to sort my bloody car out but positive in this i actually have some just a little bit of faith restored so whether that well, were well done to the people of Ipswich, yeah. Whether it were their yeah. honorary titan, yeah. <laughs> they listen yeah. to the podcast. Or, or, they know. We know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> or they're or they're a Clio driver. It'd be one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we all know well, that the Clios don't work far enough to scratch a car. So let's let's calm down <laughs> on that one. There's a, there's one thing about a Clio. It's it's easy to park. At least it's kind of small, and that's all. I would imagine it's it's not a Clio driver. Oh, you never know. Never know, never know. But uh, yeah, that was a yeah eventful day to say the very least. I've always wondered how people manage to scratch cars unless it's an extremely tight car park. And I can't. I mean, I don't know how you would have parked or whatever. But to me, it's almost like when you see it and you see people that have collisions in car parks. You think, how do you manage this? There's, there's a clear space there, just parking it and reverse out or however way. But anyway, so mine. I don't know if mine's class is a negative, which I'm a bit worried about since Greg's just gone a little bit positive with his. But um, I've recently uh, started working a, a famous um, cinema chain. And I've noticed that people will do almost anything to try and get free stuff. Um, to which this week, I just thought I'd bring up three examples just for everyone to be like, if this is you, don't, don't be that person, basically. So... Um, the first main one and the consistent one that I always get is someone will get a drink from us, they'll go watch the film and they'll come out with an empty cup and go, oh, I wasn't happy, this Coke was flat, I want a refund. And it's like, well, you've just drank all of your Coke. If you'd come out straight away and gone, oh, I'm not happy, then yeah, we would have happily exchanged it because we want high customer service quality for them and we want to be that person. But you don't finish the drink and go, it's flat, and then go expect a refund when you've finished it. And following on from that, we get... People with popcorn, 
and saying, oh, this popcorn's too salty, but the bag's basically gone. And it's like, well, you've either enjoyed it enough where you thought, well, I'm still going to eat it, or just because you thought, I've paid for this, I'm going to make sure I eat it all. Just just come out straight away and tell us, we'll swap it. We're not, we're not awful people. But the worst one we had is there's a film out in the cinema at the moment, uh, just come out called 1917. Um, brilliant film, by the way, for anyone who wants to watch it, really well made. Um, but we had a lady come out of the uh, screen, and this was yesterday, and she said she wasn't happy with the film and she wanted a refund. And obviously, I apologize. I assumed it was something wrong with the temperature, maybe, maybe a bit too loud. And she said, no, it was just too gory for me. I didn't like it. Now, bear in mind, 1917 is based on World War One, where surprisingly in war, sometimes there is blood and sometimes there is people getting shot and other things. So in that situation, I was sort of like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Did you not realize what the film was about? And, you know, when she walks away, you feel like suggesting maybe she goes watching Frozen or something. But that was that was my... It's not so much a negative, it's just something I needed to wear out. If you want free stuff, just be smart with it. Don't don't consume an entire product and then go, I didn't like this product, now give me my money back. Just don't be that person. Imagine uh, getting a refund for every bad film you've seen. I'd be paying for us all to go to the Super Bowl. Cause <laughs> I'm a bit of a, a cinema fan myself and I've seen some absolute stinkers, so be like getting massive PPI claim back. Well, it's like when you go and watch a film, you, you know if you're going to watch a stinker to a point when you see who's in it, but to say that the film was too gory and you're watching a war film, I mean, what are you expecting? Are you expecting it to be like rainbows and unicorns and stuff? <laughs> when you say yeah. you, know, you know who's been in it, that you're basically referring to Adam Sandler, right? Oh, I liked Billy Madison and Happy... Early, early Adam Sandler. We'll, we'll be all right with that. Late any, stuff, no time. Anything in the last 10 years, though, is just absolutely shocking. Yeah, if you see him and Jennifer Aniston... Are we all saying that Jack and Jill is not a cinematic masterpiece? Is that what? <laughs> that is literally like... the, the one in my head straight away. I was just like, that is just, oh, just gives me no I was thinking pre-click. Pre-click was all right. But anyway, this is a Titans podcast, not movies podcast. Um, <laughs> right, it's Harry, non-titans related. It's the whole point of non-titans related. Yeah, we're, we're, on, we're on non-titans related. Uh, mine's just a really simple one. Um, I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier in January. Nothing too major. I'm not doing veganary or anything crazy like that. Fair play to you if you're still going on with that, lads. Um, no. <laughs> no, I just eat shakes. Um, um, mine's all about the McDonald's app. Um, they're very clever over at that McDonald's app. Today, I got a little notification saying I can get a Big Mac meal for one ninety nine. So uh, that's what we're doing for tea, which totally ruins me eating healthy. The one that really gets me, though, is when it's only a breakfast offer because then I never see it and I live in the countryside, so I never manage to get to a Mackey's early enough to then get the breakfast offer. So either way, I'm either annoyed because I didn't get it or I'm annoyed because I did get it. Um, it's a bit of a bane in my life at the moment, but McDonald's out, fair play to you. Your advertisements are on an absolute point, um, spending way more money than I wanted there, so fair play. It's one of them things, isn't it, when you're trying to eat healthy and you see something that you've at a million times and it suddenly seems like you've never had it before and that <laughs> that smell comes into your nose and you're like jesus i could really murder that chicken or whatever um, and <laughs> you know what chicken tastes like you've had loads of chicken in your life but because you're denying yourself it's yeah, like it's always, some... it's always rubbish as well like for example like i think the last time i was on a diet i was like oh, i just want to eat something like nice and i remember i was walking through a supermarket and i saw a rustler and all of a sudden i was just like let's face it they're pretty average. Yeah. But 
I was literally like, oh my god, I would literally just give you my entire wallet for a rustler right now. It's just it was just one of those one of those things you're like now I'm like don't see the big deal with rustlers, I'll just go and get a decent burger that isn't processed crap that you put in a microwave like but all of a sudden, yeah, when you when you are on a diet or you're just generally that hungry, all of a sudden a rustler feels like the best food in the world. I'm uh, halfway through Veganuary and I've just started to ease into like a normal toilet situation now. <laughs> <laughs> when the fibre hits. Yeah. First two weeks everything's been a been a bit up in air. Uh but no, I, I think you'll all be pleased to, to, to know that I'm just like, I'm easing into a, a fairly normal routine. Are we, are, we, are, we, are we finishing on that, are we? We're going to finish on, on, <laughs> yeah. on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, was going to say that even if you're in healthy, you still don't fancy a quality street, do you? That's still not appealing even at that point. No. Um, <laughs> so, that's a sick, uh, that's yeah. a sick episode. We've said the word quality street. It's just... Oh, just... Hunting for advertising and sponsorship, aren't we? Yeah, if you fancy um, sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, on that um, Neil bombshell. Uh, yeah, this is the end of this week's uh, podcast. So again, thank you everyone for listening. Please make sure you're telling your friends and spread the word. We've had numerous people coming up to us. Just I've had it at my sporting events. Greg's had it when he's been in America. So we're getting ourselves all across the world and it's it's excellent to see and we're just hoping to try and get as many people as we can involved in spreading the titans love so yeah just keep telling your friends we're on facebook twitter and instagram and yeah thank you so much for watching hopefully we'll watching listening getting ahead of myself but enjoy sunday i'm sure the game won't be as stressful as we all think it will but it will actually be that stressful but hopefully we'll get for it we'll see in your super bowl in a couple weeks time uh, and tighten up everyone Tighten up and make make sure you get yourself down to the Hippodrome Casino on Sunday if you can. Tap was on me. Tighten up.